Welcome to Divorce Dialogues. I'm Katherine Miller. Divorce Dialogues brings expert guests to the airways to talk through your divorce questions and fill in the gray areas about separating. From thinking about divorce, to how to behave during divorce, to what to do after, this is Divorce Dialogues. Welcome to Dialogue on Divorce. I'm Katherine Miller, the host of this program. I'm a collaborative family lawyer and mediator and founder of the Miller Law Group in New York City and Westchester County. I'm on a mission to help people unmarry without destroying their families or themselves and to educate people about the options they have when they face divorce. This program airs alternate Wednesdays from 5 to 5.30 right here on WVOX and WVOX.com, and recordings of previous shows can be found on my website, www.WestchesterFamilyLaw. Today, I'm speaking with Mickey McQuaid. Mickey is a psychotherapist, author, collaborative divorce coach, parent coordinator, and a basic and advanced collaborative trainer. She has a practice in New York that focuses on divorce issues. Mickey has been on the faculty of numerous national conferences, including the Women's Healing Conferences, co-sponsored by Hazelden and the Betty Ford Center, and the International Academy of Collaborative Professionals Forum. Her books include Getting Up, Getting Over, Getting On, A 12-Step Guide to the Divorce Recovery, Daily Meditations for Surviving a Breakup, Separation or Divorce, Healing You, Healing Me, A Divorce Support Group Leader's Guide, and Moving Toward Mastery and Collaborative Divorce. Wow, that's a lot, Mickey. You've been working in the divorce field for a really long time. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Catherine. Yeah, it's been about 20 years. It's great to have you today. Thank and, you. And I thought, you know, that this show is about conversations about divorce because divorce impacts people in their lives in all different ways and all different areas. And oftentimes we really undervalue the different threads that are woven into the divorce process. And I really have a desire to educate people about the choices that they have to deal with those different aspects. And so I thought maybe today we could talk a little bit about collaborative divorce mm-hmm. and that tell people that collaborative is an interdisciplinary approach which uses mental health professionals such as yourself in order to help people deal with the emotional entanglements of coming apart, dealing with the the disappointment, you know, sadness, anger, hurt, and the parenting issues that they have to untangle as part of that divorce process. And I'd also like to talk to you about your 12-step program and how you apply that to help people getting divorced. Good. Excellent. So let's start a little bit with the collaborative process, if that's okay. Sure. And I'd like you to help, if you could, tell us a little bit about what a divorce coach does in the collaborative process and how you work with the lawyers and other professionals to help people make that transition. Sure. I'd be happy to Generally speaking, as you just said, there are so many threads to unravel with divorce. The mental health side of things works on other than legal issues very often, although we do support the attorneys as well. But essentially, our job is to facilitate communication with the couple to help them communicate better, make better decisions. We act as case coordinator very often, working with the team to make sure things are running on time and to expand understanding. One of the most important things we do as coaches is create the parenting plan, working with the husband and wife on how visitation or parenting is going to be split and shared. And we advise and educate about the children and the issues that the children may have as they go through this transition. 
because the truth is the children have very different issues than the parents do. Yeah. So, you know, that's a lot of things. So let's just try to tease that apart a little bit, if, that, mm-hmm. if that's okay with you. I think that, you know, my experience is that one of the most difficult things that divorcing couples have to deal with is that by the time they've made the decision to divorce, they've developed what I call a conflict dynamic that doesn't work. You know, that they're not able to resolve conflict between them in a way that is useful. And so then they have the same conversation argument over and over and over again, and each walks away frustrated and unhappy. And I've noticed in working with yourself and other divorce coaches that one thing that coaches are able to do is help observe what that dynamic is and and intervene in ways that help the couple have these conversations around these same issues, but arrive at a different place. It may not be a happy place of staying together, but it's at a place where they have a better understanding of the other person's view, hopefully. And from that place of better understanding, they're able to reach a different resolution than they've been having in the kitchen or in the dining room or in the living room of their house for many, many years. Yes, it's true. And what we try to do is help be a third party rather than hearing each other, which is often very difficult. As you say, it goes around and around sometimes. We might be able to rephrase or reframe what they're saying. And we have a different interpretation as a neutral person. And we are able to reinterpret it in a way that the other spouse may be able to understand and accept. And it, it really does change the dynamic and they start to hear things in, in a different way. Yeah. So I think what you're saying is that, that say the wife says something to you, right? And she said the same thing to her husband for many, many years, but she says it to you now in the husband's presence and you are able to hear it and interpret it from her, right? right? And then when you turn and tell the husband what it is you feel that the wife is saying, he can hear it from you in a very different way then he has been not hearing his wife and vice versa. I and mean, this is not a one-way street, obviously. And that through that enhanced understanding between them, and it, it kind of brings the tension in the room down, and they're able to have a fuller conversation where they each feel more heard. Yes. I, and this is established by the mental health person or the collaborative divorce coach really getting to understand each person. And so then we can kind of hear what their hot buttons are and try to work around them establish a little trust uh, between myself, say, and the husband, and then separately with the wife. And if they feel like they're understood and heard, they relax. And so we can help that way by helping them relax a little bit and also reminding them that if they have children, they're going to be in a relationship for a long, long time. And so to start looking at that now, rather than continuing to do damage to the relationship. Yeah, so I want to talk about the children, but first I want to remind people that you're listening to Dialogue on Divorce. I'm Catherine Miller, and I'm talking today with Mickey McQuaid. We're here on 1460 on your AM dial every other Wednesday from 5 to 5.30. We're here to talk about the issues that come up for people during divorce. And right now we're talking with Mickey McQuaid about collaborative coaching and the collaborative divorce process. We will take calls today if you want to give us a call, 914 914- So Mickey, back to the issue of children and divorce, I think that that is such a serious issue that I feel passionate about protecting children and divorce. And can we protect them from divorce ever happening? No, we can't. But we really can work to put our children first and to think about what they need and rather than have them be casualties of an argument between their parents. And and so what are the things, some of the things that divorce coach 
and also the possibility of working with a child specialist in the collaborative process, how do the mental health professionals involved in the collaborative divorce process help the parents see the children in a way that they can put them first? I think the first thing is to do some education. That's my priority early on is to educate the parents as to the fact that the children experience this in a very different way. Part of the problem is that the couple is very absorbed in their own grief and the emotions that you had talked about before. And it's hard for them to see the children as separate and having separate issues. Let me just interrupt you with that. Because I just want to tell you my experience. When I litigated, which I did for the first 10 or 15 years of my career, I discovered something. And that was that with everybody honestly, truly wanting to put the children first, both parents, both lawyers, the attorney for the children, the judge, with everybody truly wanting that, even in those circumstances, it was impossible to do that. It was impossible to keep the children out of the negotiation just because of the nature of the system. And so when I learned about collaborative divorce and I became trained, it seemed like such a natural fit for me because it was really a way that you could, people could truly, truly focus on the needs of their children and find a method and a process that did that. So I really appreciate that. So I just want to say that before you go on to say a little bit more about how you do that. Essentially, we work with both parents and we do an education piece. I know that's what I do and most coaches do as far as I know. And we educate them on the things that will help them help the kids versus not help them. If it's the first time a couple's been divorced, which is often the case when they come into collaborative, they are unaware of the damage that can be done. No parent I have ever met, and I've met hundreds and hundreds of parents by now, want to hurt their children. No one thinks that's a good idea. But people don't really recognize that speaking badly about their spouse in front of their children really hurts the children. People who grill their children about what happened in the other parent's home hurts the children. My children, when I was divorced from their father, hated to be in the middle. And I thought I was not putting them in the middle. I thought I was being wonderfully considerate of them. And I would say, you know, here's this notice from the school, take it, you know, just put it in your backpack and give it to daddy when you get to his house. And they'd be like, no, mom, you give it to him. Even that, where they would just carry something in their backpack, which I thought was completely innocent and nothing to it. They did not want that. And that really heightened my sensitivity for what being in the middle is and how in a perfectly harmless or well-intentioned way, we could say something to our children or give them something to carry. And they could feel that so painfully and so uncomfortable for them. Yeah, that's a very good example because it is innocent. It's it's not something you're being manipulative about, but it's really true because the children don't really know what the reaction on the other side is going to be. And it's a mistake to give kids checks or change of plans or mail or any other kind of situation, any other kind of thing, communication to carry this should always be done adult to adult. That's a really good example of an innocent mistake. Exactly. And tell your dad that this and that, you know, it's that's a yeah, mistake. The show is at five o'clock, you know, that, that you have a parent-teacher conference or, or whatever. And and exactly, it was a mistake and it was really hurtful for them. And I don't, I don't do it anymore, even though they're in their 20s now. One of the tips I got from Dr. Mark Banchik, who is a child psychiatrist and trained me in working with children in divorce, 
was that there is the notion of the executive committee being mom and dad, and there's an intergenerational boundary that's kept between the generations, and the children are kept innocent and free of the communication that may be going back and forth between mom and dad. They're allowed to keep their innocence and their hopefully relaxed state, and mom and dad will discuss things and then let the children know, ideally. And most parents, when they hear this, they agree. They just hadn't thought of it before. Yeah. So just to remind you again, I'm Catherine Miller. This is Dialogue on Divorce, and I'm talking today with Mickey McQuaid, a collaborative divorce coach and author of Getting Up, Getting Over, and Getting On, a 12-step guide to divorce recovery. We're here every other Wednesday from 5 to 5.30 at 1460 on your AM dial, WVOX and WVOX.com. And today we're talking about collaborative divorce coaching, and we will be talking about his 12-step program to divorce recovery. We will take your calls if you want to call in, 914-636-0110. And we're talking about children and, and protecting children in divorce and how easy it is for people to inadvertently put their children in really uncomfortable positions, even really not meaning to. And you were talking about Dr. Mark Manchek's idea of executive committee for parents. What I think that is something that I often talk to my clients about and I found was true for myself is that no one on this earth will appreciate your children the way you and your now soon-to-be or ex-spouse, their other parent, will. No one will be as proud. No one will worry in the same way. You share this really precious, wonderful gift with the other person, even if no matter how angry you are, no matter how hurt you are, no matter how scared you are, no matter what happened, you share this incredible gift. And that's something you can really cherish together and appreciate together, even when your marriage comes to an end. Yes, that's so true. I remember thinking, going through my own process of divorce, you never know where you're going to wind up with your spouse if you have children. And I think it was the year we were actually divorced. My son graduated from NYU and the NYU Tisch School of the Arts, along with all the other schools they at NYU, they graduate outside at Washington Square Park. And there were only two tickets. And it was my ex-husband and myself under one umbrella in the pouring rain watching this graduation. And I was grateful that there was not a lot of, it wasn't pleasant and it necessarily But we did it because it was for our son. So the suggestion is not to let things deteriorate too badly. And collaborative divorce can really help you communicate in a way that is not destructive. It's because these occasions are going to come up if you have kids, especially. But even if you don't have children, you will share events, weddings, funerals, you know, various things that happen in your family, even if it's not your immediate family. You don't want to have a real contentious situation if you can avoid it. No, you really don't. And I think that children are going to grow up, you know, and one thing Mm -hmm. that I often say to my clients, and I think about myself is how would you want your children to describe you during the divorce process? How would you want them to think about this process? Because I've talked to many, many adult children of divorce, and I'm actually putting together a survey with somebody that I met at a networking event a number of years ago who said something, one of the most powerful things to me that I've ever heard from an adult child of divorce. And he said to me, my parents' divorce was the single most formative event in my life. It was more formative than growing up and graduating from college than meeting and marrying my wife. It was more formative for me even than having my own child. 
this thing, this painful event in my life was so horrible that it permanently changed who mm. I am and it made an indelible mark. And even as I say this, it gives me goosebumps me because too. like the pain of that for him. And he's incredibly dedicated to telling parents to cut it out. You know, when he sees that, mm -hmm. you know, is it, it's not his job. He doesn't work in the field at all. But this experience of his really was profound for him. And you know what? It's profound for all our kids. That's the thing. That's the point that it made for me was that this guy was able to articulate it. He felt it so strongly. His parents' divorce had obviously been extremely contentious, you know, litigated. I believe he was asked to testify about, you know, his parents' homes and where he wished to live. And no one wants to see their kids go through that. I'm sure his parents didn't want to see the kids go through the, him go through that since he was an only child. And yet, yet it happened. And it doesn't have to be that way. That's the good news. Between mediation and collaborative divorce, these are ways that we can really help people divorce in a way that is child-centered and help the family as opposed to me against you. And children don't have to have that experience and carry it with them for their whole lives. That's right. So this is Catherine Miller. This is Dialogue on Divorce. We're here alternate Wednesdays from 5 to 5.30 on WVOX and WVOX.com. We're here with Mickey McQuaid today, and we're talking about collaborative divorce and protecting children in divorce. But I really want to give us a chance to talk about your 12-step your divorce recovery program. I understand you have a group that meets Wednesdays, is it? Uh, it's Monday. I'm sorry, Mondays. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the program and when it is? Sure, I'd be happy to. The 12-step separation divorce recovery group meets every Monday in my plains at 7.30 at the Church in the Highlands, and that address is 35 Bryant Avenue, corner of Grandview, and the entrance to the parish hall, which is where the meeting is, is on Grandview. It's a group of men and women, and we find that's a very helpful thing so that men and women can hear each other. It's not just a men's group or a women's group. And it's based on the 12 steps of AA and Al-Anon. It was born out of an, an Al-Anon meeting and using the 12 steps, which have helped people transition from addiction to health. And so we use the 12 steps as meeting format in order to have people think about their lives differently, because this is an opportunity, while divorce is a very difficult process, as we were just talking about, it's also a gateway to a new reality. It's a, a place where you can make decisions about your life in a different way. And we are encouraging people who come to the group to look back, learn from it, but then also look forward and mm -hmm. think about what kind of changes they may want to make and support people in that growth. Yeah, I think that divorce is at the intersection between what was and what will be. Mm -hmm. And we can face forward and look toward what we want to do instead of look backward and, and lick our wounds from the past or bemoan what has been, we can make a plan and it's an opportunity. You know, there's that saying that the Chinese letter for, I think it's for conflict, is, right. the, is a combination of crisis and opportunity. Right. I've actually heard that's not true, but I love the idea. <laughs> I do too. Let's keep it. I love the idea <laughs> because this idea that there is opportunity in conflict and, and even in crisis that we are able to you know move forward in our lives and plan. And it sounds like, you know, one thing that I, I think I said this to you on the phone last week is that I always wish that there would be, you know, AA for my clients who are like really so anxious and, and in, the, in the worst phase of the divorce process because 
AA, you know, there's a meeting everywhere. You can walk in and they'll take you, you know, they'll talk to you and they'll support you. And obviously there's not going to be a 12-step divorce recovery group on every corner, you know, any hour of the day, at least not this not year. Yet. Not yet. Not <laughs> yet. And, you know, maybe one day that would be great. But to be able to go to a place where, you know, you're, you're meeting with like-minded people mm-hmm. who are experiencing, you know, like similar things who are sort of at different stages in the process and facilitated, I assume, by you. Is that right? There are four of us who share the responsibility. I just also want to add that it's $5 donation. So it's affordable. And if you don't have $5, you can pay $2 if, you know, depending on what your financial circumstance is. Suggested contribution of $5. Right, right, right. So it's reasonable for people to go. And sometimes people who don't have the money or the insurance to go to therapy may take advantage of this and get support through the group. Ideally, I like to suggest at this transitional point that people have some therapy to see where their past mistakes were and things that, you know, clarify that history and then be encouraged to move forward. And then the group setting also gives people different ideas about how to, by listening to each other, we learn a lot. I'm sure that's true. I just want to remind people, this is Catherine Miller, the host of Dialogue on Divorce. And we're talking today with Mickey McQuaid. We're talking about the 12-step divorce recovery group she runs and the book she's written about it and the experiences of people getting divorced who are able to come to this 12-step program and get the support and some guidance in their lives at this difficult time. Mickey, can you tell us again where the group is? Yes, it's um, located at the Church in the Highlands in White Plains. The address is 35 Bryant Avenue, corner of Grandview. And excuse me, the entrance to the parish hall is on Grandview. And it's every Monday night, except when there's a legal Monday holiday, then we can't use the church on that day. But every other Monday, we're there. All right. And people can get in touch with you at www.thedivorcecoach.com. Yes. Mm -hmm. And www.mickeymcquade.com. That's M-I-C-K-I-M-C-W-A-D-E. Dot com. Right. Uh, on MickeyMcQuaid.com, there is the group information as well. And what is it that you, th- when people come to you, d- can you tell us what the, is there a common problem that they present with? Is there a sense of embarrassment? You know, how do people usually make the introduction to the group? A lot of them feel like they just can't move on. Some people who come have been divorced for a while, but they just can't seem to change their mental attitude. That's very common. One of the other problems is that people are lonely and they, maybe all their friends are married and they don't have single friends. And so they feel very isolated. And so the group fills a need there. We really strongly discourage romantic entanglement at the group, but there are group outings on occasion. People will organize a hike or, you know, go to a movie together or make a plan to go out to dinner. And usually after the group, they do go out for a pizza at one of the local restaurants. So it really reduces the feeling of isolation. Yeah, I think that's really important. I think a lot of people feel when they get divorced, particularly if they've done something wrong, that they feel really shunned by their community. If the community of friends maybe circles around one spouse and not the other, mm-hmm. but oftentimes both spouses feel really out in the cold and, and to have a sense of community and people who accept them for what they are going through and know what it's like, it's, that's really great. Again, this is Catherine Miller, host of Dialogue on Divorce. We're here every other Wednesday, and the next show is July 15th from 5 to 5.30 in WVOX and WVOX.com. Our guest next time will be Ruth Beltran. She's going to be talking with us about going back to work. There's a great topic, not just for people getting divorced, but for people 
who are thinking about returning to the workforce, either because they've been raising children or they've lost their job and they're looking to change their career and to do something that really they have passion for and they might be able to make some money doing as well. She's a great person to help us understand those things. So Mickey, thank you so much for coming today and talking with us about the collaborative divorce process and the 12-step divorce recovery group you have. I wish I'd had that when I was getting divorced. Thanks, Catherine. Thanks for having me. It's been great to have you.